Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, The Brave and the Bold, number 65. Cover date, April, May, 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist, Bruno Premiani. Edited by George Cashton. Featuring Alias Negative Man, writer Bob Haney, art Dick Giordano. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! After the Brotherhood of Evil captures Negative Man in a lead coffin, the other members of the Doom Patrol act quickly to place Larry's body in suspended animation so that he doesn't die from prolonged separation from his energy self. The Brotherhood then launches a campaign to cause civil unrest around the world using subliminal messages. The Chief contacts the Flash to disguise himself as Negative Man to make the Brotherhood think they failed to capture the real deal. The Brotherhood decides to eliminate Negative Man permanently, so they launch his body into space. The Flash joins the Doom Patrol to catch the rocket before it blast off. They save Negative Man, but the chief is taken as a hostage by Gargwax. Negative Man makes a timely rescue, reuniting the Doom Patrol at last. Confused? Don't worry, you're not half as confused as Dr. Husband's gonna be. Back soon. The first day there'll be lightning The second there'll be hail the third day break, there'll be a big earthquake. So, brother, forward your mail. The fourth day, there'll be darkness. The last time the sun has shone. The fifth day, you'll wake up and say, The world's real. Sur les ponts d'Avignon, l'on y danse, l'on y danse. Sur les ponts d'Avignon, l'on y danse tout au long. It's actually Toussaint. Toussaint. I looked it up. And it's actually supposed to be sous le pont d'Avignon, under the bridge, not on the bridge. Sur. So sur, sur is on. On. Sous is under. Oh. Why are we talking about a French children's song? Well, because it appears in this comic it issue. It sure does. There's a lot to unpack here. This is a long story. It's a long story and there are a lot of elements. Yes. Uh, hey, hi everyone. Hello! We're reading The Brave and Bold, number 65. Yes. The Brave and Bold presents The Flash. The fastest man alive. And The Doom Patrol. The world's strangest Heroes. Both of whom we've seen before in their individual adventures. Mm. Actually, the only time we saw the Doom Patrol, they were teaming up with the Challengers of the Unknown. Four single gentlemen who adventured together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. We've been away for a while, haven't we? We sure have. I'm sorry about that. Well, we, we recorded. Got very... We were very busy, and then we recorded this episode, and the audio was skunked. 
Yes. So we have, we're re-recording right now. Hopefully you're listening to it. Okay. And it didn't get skunked. Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Well, I think it is. Okay. I'm going with that. Uh, the Brave and the Bold, yes, as you may remember, was uh, initially a anthology series featuring adventure heroes of the past, like Robin Hood and the Golden Gladiator, okay, Viking Prince, and then it became a series which introduced new concepts like Metamorpho and the Justice League of America, and then it became a team up series. Which is what it is now, teaming up the Flash and the and Doom, Doom Patrol. Patrol. Just random team-ups. Eventually, it became uh, exclusively Batman teaming up with other oh, okay. heroes and groups. That's how I knew it in my youth in the 70s. But uh, in this period, the Gogo-Check period, mm-hmm. they're still just throwing anything at the wall to see what sticks. Okay. Thus, the Flash and the Doom Patrol. All right. You're familiar with the Doom Patrol, of course. I am. Everyone, the Doom Patrol is a series that Dr. Husband did read. Not in his youth, but in his... In the late 90s. In his uh, early adulthood. Yes. He read the Grant Morrison Doom Patrol issues. And so when I read this, I think, oh, how much I love that Grant Morrison Doom Patrol. Yes. Now... You will recognize Robot Man from Grant Morrison. Yes. And, uh... Maybe, well, you don't recognize the last girl because she was dead. Okay. Uh, Negative Man, who, when you were reading Grant Morrison, Negative Man was a hermaphrodite... Oh, my God. ...creature made of both man and woman. Yes, that's And true. energy being. Yes. And you'll recognize the chief, who was insane in the Grant Morrison comics. Okay. But now everybody's normal and they're just freaks. La, how jolly. (laughs) (laughs) So, the art in this issue... He's making out with the dog. Give him a minute. No, God, he just climbed up on me. Yes, well, he does that. He's a climbing, a tree-climbing coonhound. He's a sweet dog. Okay, go on, go on. Um... Tell me to go on or him? Uh, no, I want Butler to go on. Oh, okay. Uh, <coughs> throw stones at him. That always works on TV. <laughs> get, get out, out of here. here. Go on. Get, go on. Go uh, The artist by Dick Giordano, who was a longtime artist of Charlton Comics, and this is probably some of his earliest DC work. Okay. It's very clean. He was always one of my very favorite artists. Was he? He was. He did a lot of covers in the 70s. Okay. And if it was a Dick Giordano cover, you knew that was a good cover. That because was a sign of true quality. That was the only thing probably that was good about the comic. Oh, they made dear. a pretty clean cover and then the comic inside was trash. Uh, but this is good all the way through. Artwork at least. The story leaves a little to be desired. Oh my God, does the story go on forever? Uh, so we open up in the secret headquarters of the Doom Patrol, which we learn is in a brownstone in New York City. Mm-hmm. Do you remember on General Hospital when they had like six young couples were all sharing a brownstone? No. In Port Charles? Oh, it was like... Uh, was Tad in, in General Hospital? No, that's all my children. Oh. General Hospital was Luke and Laura and oh, yes. Bobby and Scorpio? Rick Scorpio. Uh, Robert, Robert Scorpio. Scorpio. Yes. 
So the brownstone was like uh, Rick Springfield and Bobby, Nurse Bobby. Yes, yeah. I I guess I do remember that. And uh, whoever, John Stamos, was on there as Blackie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ricky Martin was on there. Yeah, but not at the same time. He was on later on. No, I think they were all at the same time. No, because Ricky Martin was younger than them. No, Ricky Martin's not as young as he is. So we open up in the super secret headquarters of the Doom Patrol. Uh, and Robot Man is talking to the chief. Yes. The chief, as you may know, is the wheelchair-bound scientific genius, Dr. Niles Calder. Yes, you're raising your hand. Um, I just have to say something as yeah. we get into this. Mm-hmm. The whole... I, I found the, the use of the terms baby and daddy-o and uh-huh. stuff to be... Just way over the top. Well, we're in the go-go check period now. I get it. I know where we are, but I mean, I was just, I I mean, the eye rolling. Um, I barely got through this comic because I couldn't keep my eyes on the comic because I was rolling them. We should mention that this is written by Bob Haney. Just the dialogue. Right, right, right. This is written by Bob Haney. Yeah. Oh, we know Bob Haney. We do. And he likes to use what he considers to be teenage mod dialogue. And he used a lot of it in this particular... Also, there's no teenagers here, so... Issue. Um, Bob Haney is well known for writing stories that make no sense and do not follow the character's actual continuity from their own comics. There's a place for that. It's fine. It's fine. However, I must say, this comic does a lot to set up the stories of these characters for people who may not be following their individual True that. Yes, we get a little bit of backstory for each character. Yes. Now, the chief is uh, trying to prove to Robot Man that he needs some improvements in his robot body. So, he fires so. some magnetic cuffs from his yes. wheelchair at Robot Man. Projectile handcuffs which pin Robot Man magnetically to the metal wall. So that wouldn't work in, like, you know, regular drywall. No. Which is not magnetic. No. Even though it does have gypsum in it. I don't know that gypsum is magnetic. I'm not here for science class. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, Robot Man is pinned to the wall magnetically. Oh, remind me to come back to something about the wheelchair. Um, Tough as you are, the chief says, you can uh, be, you're vulnerable to such powerful magnetic gadgets Gadgets like handcuffs that shoot out of people's wheelchairs. Especially if the gadgets happen to be shot at Robot Man, who is standing in front of a metal wall. Yeah. Which happens all the time. There's Said a, no one ever. Uh, there's a lot of metal walls in supervillain hideouts. Uh, but this can be fixed by increasing the magnetic flux in your ceramic metal feet and installing a degaussing cable around your midriff to depolarize any magnetic attack and Ceramic metal feet. So he has metal feet covered in ceramic... I- because yes. I had a coffee mug like that, and it leaks right. a lot of heat. But maybe it's uh, ceramic surrounded by metal. Nope. No. It okay. would be metal yeah. surrounded by ceramic. Okay. And what does that do for you exactly? Well, it just makes things really slippery. And it breaks easily. But um, I guess it doesn't happen to him. Well, it doesn't men. happen to him because as you notice on his arms and legs, he doesn't have any hinges or anything. It's no. a smooth surface, so whatever's inside there is not breaking because okay. he moves normally. All right. Now, I do like the fact that the chief is designing all of this material for Robot Man simply by sketching 
uh, on a, a portrait. Pad. Yeah, on a yeah. on a notepad is just sketching a portrait. No Beachy Dubs diagrams of the Robot Man is hanging on the wall. Yeah, and he's sketching the improvements with his arms not hanging from a wall. Right, so he's not drawing from life. He's drawing from no. memory. He's not doing. He's not practicing his art. That's a sign of genius. <laughs> now, Bob. Meanwhile, he for t- our listeners, yeah. let's make a little bit of the parallel between um, Big Chief. Yep. And Professor X. Oh, well, I'm sure many of... We've discussed this before. We have. Our listeners probably know that the Doom Patrol debuted a scant six months before the X-Men with a similar conceit. Uh, the leader, the genius, wheelchair-bound, wheelchair-bound de- genius, right in a wheelchair, who is responsible for the care and and cultivation and mentorship of a bunch of freaks, right. Um, now I say that that actually not having done my research because I didn't know you were going to bring that up. Uh, whether they the X Men came first or the Doom Patrol, but I'm pretty sure it was the Doom Patrol. Let me just Google it. I just it remembered right this. I remembered that in this our little over a year anniversary of um, this podcast. Oh my gosh! It is our year anniversary today. Not today, it was last week. Yeah. But also it was our actual anniversary last week, too. Yeah. So, uh, happy anniversary, everybody. Hope you like crap. No, we're not <laughs> crap. We have 74 no, no, no. unique listeners. No. Ha! <laughs> 74. <laughs> so, uh, yes, the Doom Patrol did come first, followed by the X-Men. But because of the publishing time involved, it's unlikely that it was an actual ripoff. It was probably just... You know, somebody in a bar discussing their idea, and they, uh, somebody, you know. For those spouses of comics enthusiasts listening mm-hmm. to this podcast, mm-hmm. the entire time that you and I have been talking, yeah. I have been scratching either the ears or the back of Captain Butler. Okay. Well, He's it's... quietly sitting here just begging me to scratch him. I'm not sure how many people can relate to that, honestly. Okay, well, I just want to let you know. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. So, uh, the chief is doing all this planning while leaving Robot Man hanging helplessly on the metal wall. Poor Robot Man. He's not rescued until Rita, (laughs) glamorous movie star Rita Farr, who, uh, due to an unfortunate filming accident on location in Africa, was granted the power to change her shape. Either bigger or smaller. Yeah, you're looking at me quizzically. What kind of filming accident makes someone elastic? It was like a magic... Because it's basically um, just a camera and electricity. No, she was on location in Africa. So it was like a magic waterfall or something. She was doing her own stunts. And she had to go over a waterfall. And she was doused with uh, magic chemicals in deepest Africa, which gave her the ability to change her shape. I didn't write it. I don't know why you're looking at me like that. Okay. Um, she is upset because she's mortal. Yes, what the, and she's jealous of Robot Man? She is. Now, she's got some big, generous tears coming out of her eyes in that picture. And, well, maybe she can change the shape of her tears, too. <laughs> and Those I are quote, crocodile tears. And I quote, You're not doomed to an early death by the crazy elastic powers that made a freak out of Hollywood's hottest glamour girl. Um... I've never heard before that her powers were shortening her life. That might be something that Bob Haney just made up. Unless he just means that she is going to live a normal human life. He gave the two of them basically a page of self-pity. Yeah. 
Well, that's what the Doom Patrol is all about. Uh. Um, also, she won't have a long life because she's murdered uh, at the end of the series. Along with all of them. But Robot Man and Negative Man come back to life. Oh. It's a long story. Spoiler alert. Yeah. That was awful. Well... Uh, they did it for good reasons. I just want to say I would very much like to reread Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. I can arrange for that to happen. Thank you. Um, Thanks. In walks Negative Man. Negative Man. I wonder if he's really negative in real life. Do these pants make me look fat? <laughs> I love that. Do that fat work. Uh, no, he is a pretty positive guy. He sure is. He he's, was a test pilot, you know. He's the most powerful of... The members that well, that's, that's, he's referred to in this particular issue. Yeah, that's what the chief says. I have some issues with that. I don't like the chief very much. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. And actually, when you get to Grant Morrison, it turns out that the chief actually arranged for all the accidents that turned them into freaks. Oh, that's awful. Right? Yeah, um, yeah the chief wants to improve Robot Man, he wants to improve Rita by giving her proportionate strength to her size. Yeah, when she becomes small, she becomes weaker. Right. But he That's tells, a good plan. It is a good plan, but he also tells Negative Man that he's the most powerful member. Now, Negative Man, as we soon learn, his energy form cannot be separate from his body for more than 60 seconds. Yeah, so how's that helpful? You have to it's, really carefully think out how what you're going to do. Right. Which they don't. No. Coming up in a few pages. Because they're pretty... Okay, yeah. We flash over to a private girls' school outside Paris where they are singing. Sur le pont d'Avignon, on y danse, on y danse. Sur le pont d'Avignon, on y danse, tout ça rond. I think I had the, wor- the words. While inside a secret room in the old school, the Brotherhood of Evil are dancing along to the merry sounds of the children singing outside. So is that. So I yelled up the staircase, but you couldn't hear me. I said, is this Gorilla Grog? No, but that's very good. It's Grod. Oh, okay, um, sorry. And that's nice association. Yes. From you. Well done. Thank you. This is Monsieur Mala. I wish I had a gold star I could put on my forehead. I can arrange that also. Okay. This is Monsieur Mala. Monsieur Mala, who is a talking gorilla. He is revealed later on to be from Gorilla City, which is also where Gorilla Grod is from. Oh, a secret gorilla, gorilla City in Africa. Uh, Monsieur Mala is a talking gorilla. Obviously. The other members of the Brotherhood of Evil are General Immortus, who is a wrinkly old man. Yes. Madame Rouge, who doesn't she's really... French. She's French. She doesn't do much in this issue, but I recall that she had, like, stretchy powers. Okay. Eventually, the dog's growling in the background. Uh, we also have the Brain, who is a brain. And he's very old. Is he? Does it say that? I know General Amortis is very old. Yes. Uh, I think the brain is just a brain. Nope, he's old. Uh, how do you know? We'll get it later on. Also, later in Grant Morrison, you may recall that the brain and Monsieur Mala are lovers. You're looking at me like you're shocked. You I need to reread that. that. I know, right? Put that on your to-do list. I will. Uh, we get a lot of dialogue about uh, how they want to destroy the Doom Patrol. Now, the Brotherhood of Evil proper are just the Brain and Mala and Madame Rouge. General Amortis has joined them for this adventure. Oh. As does Gargwax later on. So, uh, may I say, this this little wall hanging um, 
on the pull down screen mm-hmm. of Negative Man mm-hmm. in his exterior form and his interior form. Right, right. Do they really need to do that? Like, did someone draw that on the screen? Do we need to, to actually see that? Well, they they didn't have it photocopied and and, and printed down at Kinko's on, no, maybe on vinyl paper. They might be showing slides or it looks like a PowerPoint. There's no no. They're standing in they're standing in such a way that they couldn't actually project that onto a screen that it has been somehow printed or painted painstakingly by hand um, on on a, on a pulled on screen. Well, we can't for the effect of having something to focus on. Right, we can't see Monsieur Mallow's left hand. He might be holding a miniature projector in his left hand, like Alexa Vision, like Alexa phone. Yes. Okay. Um, or maybe it's one of the chief's drawings. He likes to sketch the members of the Doom Patrol. Maybe he did a full size uh, color drawing of Negative Man okay. in both of his forms. I see. Um. It wasn't the monkey. Well, we I don't know, know that. Gorilla. The monkey's quoting Shakespeare. Shakespeare, yeah. So he could probably draw. He's probably accomplished like young ladies of Jane Austen's acquaintance. <laughs> he quotes Shakespeare and does needlepoint. He can probably sing a merry tune as well. And play the harpsichord. Have or the clavichord. you seen my lady go down the garden singing? That's probably the kind of song he sings. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the Brotherhood is carefully planning the destruction of the Doom Patrol. The idea is to entice negative man's inner negative energy into a lead coffin. Right. And trap him there. And separating the corporeal form of um, negative man. Where is it? They do actually say they see who it is. Larry. Larry, Larry Trainer's body. Yeah. Separating them longer than 60 seconds, thus killing Larry Trainer, And destroying the energy form. Yes. Uh, back to Doom Patrol headquarters where a French legionnaire, oh. or gendarme, what do we call them? Uh, okay, let's just go with both. So, um, French surete. Right. Calling the Doom Patrol. <laughs> report Nazi war criminal Hans Horst living under the name of Karl Link in foreign city. For, foreign foreign city. city. In a foreign right. city. Right? France has no diplomatic relations with this country and cannot ask for his arrest. Right. Right? We Let's not talk about what foreign city this is and what foreign country. No. It's it doesn't enough. matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. Let's just say it's a foreign city. Foreign city. Now, he re- specifically requests negative man. So, yes. Let's send to a foreign land... The one member of the Doom Patrol that has to be back in 60 seconds. He's got 60 seconds to apprehend a Nazi criminal and get him back to France and then get back to America. Highly improbable. Yes, as my sister would say. Um, But nonetheless, Larry heads off and everybody else lets lets him go. Because why not? Now, if French law enforcement can get in touch with the Doom Patrol, who are freaks, couldn't they just get in touch with, like, Superman or the Justice League? Or a minor hero? I would imagine the Justice League has some kind of extradition arrangement with many countries around the world. Well, we wouldn't have anything to buy if we didn't have a story like this. Right. So, uh, 
Negative Man flashes across the Atlantic Ocean to a city in Middle Europe. Uh, Middle Europe. Is <laughs> with whom France has no diplomatic relations. Right. Now, where would Middle Europe be? Well... Are we talking like... Uh, it has to be someplace that France doesn't have uh, relations with. So, it's probably also not a Soviet nation, which it would have been in 1966. Mm-hmm. So, I really can't think of a place. Well, the Czech Republic, or a Slovakia, or Hungary. But those all would have been uh, Romania? Soviet satellite states, wouldn't they? At the time? I don't think Middle Europe exists, I think, that's been made up for this uh, comic. Any luck there on the Google machine? Map of Europe, 1966 to 1969. Oh, you're really on to something. I'm trying to. Let's see. Let's see what we can find. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, oh, Poland? Nope. Oh, no, no. Well, we had Eastern and Western Germany at that time. Right, but there's no Middle Germany. No, and there's no country called Middle Germany. No. I'm, I'm sorry, there's no, there's no, they said Middle Europe, so we're, lo- we're looking at, but like, there's no such thing. There's Austria. Eastern, there's Eastern and Western, there's no Middle. Well, maybe they're just gaming that, that people aren't actually good at geography. I'm going to say Markovia, which is a made-up country from DC oh, Comics. That's wonderful. Thank you. Uh, so, Larry, as Negative Man, arrives in uh, Middle Europe. Markovia. Where he finds a procession, a funeral procession, marching down the street. Oh, God. City. Suddenly the coffin pops open and he sees uh, the figure of the Nazi war criminal dead in his coffin. But just to make sure he floats down right out, right down on top of the coffin. Yeah. Whereupon the coffin slams shut and traps him inside because it's made of lead. Yes, but what? He says, What? The guest of honor, it's it's Hans Horst, the man I came for. Got to, uh, got to make sure, though, uh, take a closer look, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, huh, it's nobody at all, it's just a cardboard cutout. Also. So he's trapped in the coffin and realizes it's a cardboard cutout. Right. Also, we read here in the text, invisible to the downcast eyes of the, oh, maybe because they're just looking down at the ground. Because I was going to say, he's not invisible. Otherwise, later on, why does we have to have someone disguised as the energy being? Dressed in black with a sparkly suit. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, negative man's energy form is trapped. Mm-hmm. The chief realizes... Oh, by the way, Hans Horst is not dead. He's working with the Brotherhood of Evil, mm-hmm. as we learn in part two. The chief realizes that the energy form has gone missing and realizes that they have to get Larry's body into the deep freeze right away and freeze him solid within 60 seconds or everybody dies. Um, He will also uh, suffer uh, some sort of damage. Cell damage. Uh Uh-huh. That's fine. I love this uh, 
This is this Hans Horst right here? Yeah. I Which? In the middle panel. No, that's General Immortus. Well, okay. Hans Horst is here in the blue. But they're both bald. Yeah. They both look exactly alike. Well, no, Hans Horst has a grimace. Uh, eye, pa- eye thing. What do you call those? A monocle. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Okay. And General Immortus clearly has a general's outfit on. Oh. Anyway, gee. what do you love? I love his face. General Immortus. Yes. Yeah. I love that grimace on his face. He looks so like he's like he's gained and lost a lot of weight over the years. I bet he talks like this. He is a he is a cleft chin. I swear to God, it with with the with the with the bald head, the cleft chin, and everything. Yeah. The difference between Hans Horst and General Immortus is literally a monocle. Well, also General Immortus has bushier eyebrows because he's immortal. He's had more time for his eyebrows to grow. <laughs> That happens when we get older. You'll see. Oh, my God. The ear hair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, now, what do we do, Big Popple? Papa? Popple. Sorry. Nice. Uh, that's what Robot Man says. More slang. Mm-hmm. Um, Chief thinks there's a chance to rescue everybody. He uses his scientific knowledge to send some kind of long-range laser radio beam. Mm, I don't quite understand how this works, but well, I trusted. he realizes somehow that there is a radiation monitor on the side of the coffin which trapped a negative man which reads which indicates the negative man is inside mm-hmm. and he can send this long range laser radio beam to trick the monitor into thinking that there's no radiation inside the coffin of course because as everybody knows lasers are not light and therefore they can bend and you know, go with a, easily find a, a pinpoint a location on a radiation monitor on the outside of a lead coffin in a moving plane. Listen, Taddeo, you've got this all wrong. This is a world with lexophones. Oh. I think we can accomplish a great deal. This is not a safe world. No. Uh, nonetheless. Look at them staring at the brain. <laughs> Who? Where are you? Bottom of page 10, right-hand side. That's not the brain. Um, I That's stopped the radiation that will give the brain something to think about. Oh, the brain. I'm the, sorry. Right, the brain. Oh, but the reason brain. I said that is because he refers to, uh, great stars, the brain scanner that monitors Larry's mental orders to negative man. It says negative man's well, been I captured see. by yeah. now. Yeah, They've it's got a brain a, scanner. Right, right, right. The brain scanner as opposed to the brain. The brain who is a member of the... Brotherhood of Yule. Right. Okay. Uh, at that very moment, however, in the French school on the outskirts of Paris. Let's get in touch with Gorgrats. Hello, I'm Gorgrats. I await your instructions. is a green alien with big earlobes. He lives on the dark side of the moon. He sure does. Uh, they're ordering Gargwax to uh, commence Operation Darkseid at Zeta Hours Mean Moon Time. Gargwax understands and will comply. <laughs> all of a sudden, yes. above cities and countrysides all over the globe, we have advertisements for cola. Oh, drink. cola. Jolly good. Drink. Jolly good. Uh, oh, cola. Drink. Jolly good. Bouvet le cola. Oh. oh. 
Drink O'Cola, the greatest. That's over the Doom Patrol headquarters. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a rocket launches from the dark side of the moon. And then all of a sudden, chaos all over the world. Uh, Arab countries are rising up. Uh, Violent Spanish countries. Yes, Central American countries are destroying priceless landmarks. A fantastic wave of violence is sweeping the world. Riots, revolts, civil wars, all happening in a split second. It's awful. It's mayhem. Um, I forgot to mention that (laughs) the chief gets a call from an old friend. And he says, send me over a blood sample. Right. Because the friend uh, just saw a subatomic particle move. Which is impossible for the human brain to perceive. Right. So, of course, the chief's first instinct is to request a blood sample. Why not? And how is he going to get that blood sample? Via UPS courier? It must have come by pneumatic tube because he has it already by the bottom of the page. Mm. (laughs) After all, the riots are breaking out. Which I remind you, all the riots are happening in a split second. Uh, the chief calls for the blood sample by asking Larry to bring it to him. Larry being negative man, who's currently in the deep freeze. In walks Larry. The other Doom Patrol members are astonished. Only to find that it's not Larry. It's the Flash in disguise. Hey everyone, I'm the Flash. I have bandages over my face, and when I take them off, my ears pop out. Uh, not ears, um, wings? Yeah, he's got little wings on his ears. Yeah. Uh, pleased to meet you, Elastic Girl and Robot Man. The chief called me out of the blue, and I'm happy to... Uh, assist? Assist. Yeah. Disguised as Negative Man. Yeah. Again, if you can call anybody in the world... Why are you just calling the guy that can run fast? Why not call Superman, who can fly, like Negative Man actually does? Because we have many more pages to sell. Right, 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 right. I argue that we could sell the same number of pages with Superman as with The Flash. But I'll tell you what the problem is. What? Superman comics were selling just fine. Yeah? My hunch is that Flash and Doom Patrol weren't at this time. That's why they're throwing them together in a team-up. I don't know. Bob Kane? Bob Haney. Bob Haney, sorry. Um, I don't have any proof of that. It's just a hunch that I have what with all the careful setup and introduction of the characters. And uh, the Flash in the Thought Balloon shouts out his secret identity of Barry Allen, police scientist. So glad they can't all read each other's thought balloons. That would be uh, something, wouldn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. So, the chief hands the Flash a leotard, what do we call that? <laughs> Cat suit? A unis- unitard. Unitard. Which a is black unitard that sparkles. Just like the energy form of Negative Man. Mm-hmm. Flash races around the world at incredible velocity, taking pictures at super speed of the sky. And that's how they are going to discover that the... Cola advertisements are actually subliminal messaging telling everyone to riot and kill, destroy. Yes. Which um, the, because he brings the camera back and quickly those 
photographs are developed uh-huh. and then translated into, or rather, I, you know how they're made into slides, I don't. Well, and it's then, a super speed camera, so presumably you can develop the film at super, at super speed, speed and not in a half hour as film actually takes to develop. <laughs> when we used film. We don't use film anymore, do we? No. Um, Meanwhile, in the Brotherhood of Evil headquarters, they detect the radiation signature of Negative Man. So this cat suit that Flash is wearing must somehow also transmit uh, the energy signature. It has sparkles on it. Well, yes. Yeah, it's a sparkle suit. Um, so they're astonished to learn that maybe they don't have Negative Man trapped in the coffin after all. Yes, but they can't take the chance of... No. Uh, take the risk of opening the coffin to see. Nope. Because he would escape at the speed of light, which we've already determined he can fly at. General Amortis is taking charge of the whole operation from these bunglers. Uh, Flash arrives back at Doom Patrol headquarters, reveals the slides. Now, you see here that it actually is a slide projector. Yes. No question about the Doom Patrol's Destroy, methods. revolt, kill. That's the message being projected to the entire world. In yeah, the being, being... So didn't... It wasn't spelled in the sky with, um, let's say, Skywriters? Yeah. I mean, they didn't use ele- electronic screens. So the way subliminal messaging works mm-hmm. is that... Um, Television signals are projected at a certain number of frames per second, and then you you insert uh, a message into a certain frame in the cycle of frames, uh-huh. which the brain barely perceives at a subliminal level, which can make suggestions for you to do something. Right. How is that done in the sky? Well, it's uh, really scientific. I'm not sure you could understand. I call exactly. bullshit on this. The um, sky is not a projection. Again, we live in a world where there's a lexophone, and also the bat signal can be projected on an empty sky and still form perfectly clear symbol of a bat. Okay. Going on. Um, also, <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say also. Oh, I love when you do that. Uh So, the brain is aware that observatory cameras might catch those messages, so he's flashing them at super speed. So, maybe they're just, like, flashing in the sky. Do you know, my parents had a friend who invented a kind of clock that was just a series of lighted dots, which would flash, and you had to learn the special pattern of the flashing dots so that you could tell what time it was. Do you know you and I have been together yeah. for 26 Six years? Six years, yep. And I am shocked when I hear a new story <laughs> because we like to share stories. We sure do. I've never heard that before. Well, I've got to save something for our public. Um, yeah, it's a special clock and it flashes a series of lighted dots and you have to learn the pattern to tell the time. And if you want, you can like make the dots family photographs or something fun like that. You look, oh, I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, That's fantastic. Have I met this person? You've met uh, this person's children, yes. <gasps> wow. Yeah. How exciting. Well, you can see that it didn't take off, because that's not the way we tell time now. No, but I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. The more you know, the less you learn. 
Uh, the chief deduces that the Brotherhood of Evil wrote the cola ads, and well, that's really um, <laughs> brilliant deduction there, Chief Daddyo. The ch- I love the chief's uh, scientific jargon. The chief tested the fallout of the subliminal messages and found that it contained an enzymic speed-up catalyst of tremendous potency, the same catalyst found in the blood of my physicist friend, whose speeded-up reaction time first aroused my suspicions. I suspected the cola ads because the trademark symbol is an old Egyptian sign for evil, here we go, which only the brain and myself could know about. I think probably a lot of Egyptologists would know about an ancient Egypt symbol for evil. Maybe. They wouldn't have perceived that there were special um, chemicals falling out of the sky, which which speeded up the reaction. I'm not arguing that. I'm just arguing about this Egyptian sign for evil. Right. Which only the chief and the brain will know about in the whole world. Which is O-Cola. Or Cola-O. Cola. Well, maybe it's uh, just an unpronounceable symbol like Prince. (laughs) Uh, So, meanwhile... The chief gets in touch with the U.S. government, who... You know, on Monday night, I went to a choral rehearsal yeah. for a piece that, uh-huh. uh, that our school helped premiere. Yes. And we sang in Elvish. Okay. It was very interesting. Okay. Does that have something to do with evil? It has something to do with Egyptian uh, signs that only... Oh, I get it. Okay. Say something in Elvish. Say something. I, no, I can't. Say it. No, say it. Nope. Say something. <laughs> say it. Yes. It's magical. Uh, so the chief calls up the U.S. Army. Yes. Again. As one does. Anybody he wants. Um, and orders the army to fire a missile at a satellite in the sky, which they do immediately. No questions asked. Yep. And Gargwap rocket is destroyed and the subliminal messaging is gone. You idiots! You'd think that would be the end of the story. No. Nope. It's not. Nope. Um, Madame Rouge is cheering for the chief. We find out later that Madame Rouge has a thing for the chief. Does she? Yeah, but not in this comic. You know so much. Well, I meet so many people. Um, not long after. This is another thing I really like. On the secret frequency by which the Doom Patrol and General Immortus contact each other. You yeah, so what do they just taunt each other all the time? I don't, you'd think that would lead to some kind of uh, detente or some cooperation, but no, they just have a two-way, specific two-way communication system with which to, yes, taunt each other. I mean, we have texting right now, but... Yeah, but you don't generally text your mortal enemies no. to say, like... Hey, I'm going to fucking destroy you, man. We don't really have any mortal enemies. No. But if we did, we wouldn't text them. I wouldn't have them in a speaker in my kitchen. No. (laughs) Come in, Robin Dad. Come in. What are you doing? I'm plotting your destruction. What are you doing? Making oatmeal. (laughs) Over and out. Uh, Yeah, that's weird. I'm... Tempted to think this is something Bob Haney made up. Uh, Not long after, the secret frequency by which the two deadly enemies contact each other. Right. Nice. Uh, so they, Brotherhood reports that they're going to fire the coffin into space, whether it contains negative men or not. They can't take any chances. The idea is to lure the, the Doom, Doom Patrol, Patrol over there because they know that if the Doom Patrol comes 
to rescue, then they really do have negative man trapped. The do they Doom have a Patrol, plan to, to defeat the Doom Patrol? Uh, I'm guessing not. I think they're just going like, to... Their plan is only to capture and, and destroy negative man. Right. Because, because it's the most powerful member. Right, 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 right. In this story. Yes. Um, so the Doom Patrol flies in what looks like a commercial airliner. Pretty big. Over the to the Sahara Desert, which apparently is where this rocket ship is. And here comes Garblax in his flying saucer with a net. Now, I know the problems that you have with aircraft being captured in a net. Yeah, I think it's so stupid. Well, especially as this net is not... Like with the Blackhawks, the net fires and is still attached to the Blackhawk planes. Yeah. This net is just thrown over the plane. Right. And is free free flying. And it has a giant arrow attached to it. Well, that's how the net got to the airplane. Uh, the net is <laughs> the actual arrow is larger than the spacecraft. Yeah. Um, also, I, now I'm not a scientist. You know it's going to be good when you start that. I when think when the, when when the next sentence is prefaced by you know I'm not a scientist. If you just put a net over a plane that's already in motion, it's the plane's still going to fly, right? Ah, uh, well, the the net will interfere with the movement of the uh, wings, and perhaps the net might tangle the engines. But, ah, uh, okay. I don't know how that works. I mean, if, it was, they were, if they were flying a helicopter, it would sure, be very yeah. clever. Down. I, we know right away. Mm-hmm. Yep, got it. Um, the chief orders everyone to jump. He's going to stay behind with the plane because he's a cripple and he can't get out. Which is kind of a stupid reason why not to get out of the plane. Well, how's he? what's he going to do? Well, he's going to last a girl there. She's going to be fine. She could, like... Make herself into a uh, a parachute like Plastic Man would. No, she can't do that. She can only grow or shrink. She can't change her form. She can just make things bigger or smaller. Well, she could hold him in her hands while she makes the leg big like she well, does in a minute. Yeah. Um, I guess they didn't think of that. Nope, I guess not. Um, so Because they need him to be captured. Right. Everyone escapes and the chief is captured by Garblox. I love when um, you talk for him. Everyone uh, escapes to the ground in their own special way. So is that a, a real thing? Flash can just kick his legs like like Mira? Mira? <laughs> Mira, the queen of the sea? Mm-hmm. Um, I would normally expect Flash to wave his arms and create a cushion of air underneath him. Okay. Would, but, yeah, I mean, Sure. Okay. If you're kicking your legs at super speed, it's going to do something. So if they're able to break through the net and get out of the jet, why can't they just break the net completely? Because then we would have to... uh... Because then we'd lose the next eight pages? Right. Then the story would be over. Right. There's something wrong with a a comic that you and I both read, and we're just... (laughs) Every time that we see holes in the story, we just go, oh, well, that's because we can't sell this issue. Right. Bob Haney. So, of course... Elastigirl is crying because she's a girl. She's so upset that the chief has been captured. <sighs> Captive of Garwak. And they're stranded in the middle of the Sahara Desert. What now? Flash takes off running. 
and finds Gargwax's saucer adjacent to the secret rocket base where they're about to fire negative man into space in the coffin. Good find. Thanks. Um, now that they know the Doom Patrol is there, there's no need for the Flash to remain in disguise as Negative Man. Yes. So he so takes he off his takes off a suit, black Negative Man suit, into his sleek Flash uniform. One of the best costumes ever designed. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, I'm not gonna lie. They break into the secret base where the Chief is chained up. Now. <laughs> Yeah. The chief is wheelchair bound. Yeah. Surrounding him with chains is really just adding insult to injury. <laughs> What's he going to do? He's not going to get up and walk out. Well, it's better than like nailing a wheel to the floor. Well, right, but I mean, I feel certain that if uh, he started to wheel himself out of the headquarters, that the seven foot gorilla could probably catch him. If they have an intercom. Yeah. With their enemies uh-huh. that is permanently installed in their headquarters. Uh-huh. Perhaps they know that his wheelchair is capable of firing weapons. <laughs> it's only been capable of firing magnetic handcuffs, which are not going to affect the seven-foot gorilla that's a foot away from him. You and your logic? How many times have you told me just to let go? I know. What's happening? I'm not usually the one. It's because this is filled with... What is the term for this? It's filled with so many of these things, like just holes. It's overstuffed with information. Oh, it's awful. Um, The artwork's great, though. (laughs) You know what it really is? I Um, really have enjoyed the artwork. It's the story itself. Right. It's ridiculous. Uh, Robot Man launches himself at Monsieur Mala who announces in, uh... You freak! Wait, 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 wait. wait. What, what, what? He's... Wait, Monsieur Malan? Mala? He goes, You freak! You dare attack me! How dare you! You're in for a beautiful, a fearful beating! Fearful. Fearful. Well, I'm scared. Yes. Uh, Flash, meanwhile, is racing outside because the rocket has launched. With Elastigirl on his shoulders? Yeah. Um, she's growing, growing, growing. Some nice upshots up her skirt. I'm growing. Which growing? She says. Yeah, I don't care about this uh, upshot from the skirt, Mm-mm. of course. But I imagine prepubescent boys in the '60s really enjoyed it. Imagining <sighs> what happens below the skirt. Right. Right. Elastigirl grabs the rocket, and the coffin pops off. <laughs> I don't think that would survive launch off the Earth if it's going to pop off that easily. I guess Do you? Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> In fairness, she did grab the rocket mid-flight. Right. I mean, I guess. Uh, back in the secret headquarters, <laughs> Robot Man is tussling with Monsieur Mala <laughs> while Gargwax slowly pushes the chief's wheelchair <laughs> out the door. <laughs> don't, don't worry about me, Cliff. The battle is not over yet. That's the chief. He doesn't talk like that. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. Gargwax Gargl- Gargl- talks on the next, pa- on the next yeah, panel. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just the fact that the chief is slowly being wheeled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gargwax 
Gargwax, why are you bringing the cripple here, says the brain. Destroy him and let us escape. Is that how the brain talks? I imagine it's more uh, metallic sounding. Wait, wait, this is like <laughs> Don't forget he's also gay, so he's like, Gargwax, why bring that cripple here? Destroy him. That's good. Let us escape. That's I'm good. I'm literally talking into my cocktail. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so, uh, Robot Man gets shoved through the wall while the flying saucer's taking off. But luckily, the popped-off coffin falls to Earth right beside Robot Man. And he breaks it open. And out comes Negative Man's energy. Hooray! Yay! Uh... Chief, meanwhile, is captive inside the saucer. He realizes that he can push a button. Oh, so you're right. He can push a button on his wheelchair and destroy, and destroy everyone. everyone. Okay. Yeah. Cool. He's like, yeah. And he says, if I press this button, I can destroy all of them. But that means my finish. Means the Doom Patrol must carry on without me. Yet, it's the only way. Farewell, Rita, Cliff, Larry, <laughs> and who else? Farewell, my beloved. Farewell, my beloved freaks. <laughs> I'm sorry, but freaks always has a negative connotation. Not in the 60s. It was, uh, okay, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, well, we won't need to dwell on that. because we know He that needs the- help. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, negative man comes inside, and so negative man's energy form is able to pass harmlessly through the wall. But what? Did, how does he get... The chief I, out of the jet. I don't know. I or mean, spaceship. Maybe or... he can turn the chief into energy also. I call no. foul on that. Yeah. Uh, somehow the chief uh, is carried through the hull of the spaceship harmlessly by a negative man and floated safely to Earth. Mm-hmm. Thank heavens, says Rita. It means... Brotherhood of Evil got away again, but we had no choice. The end. Well, because the negative man can't just, like, immediately turn around and go to the spaceship and disable the engines and kill them all. Well, that was my question. Because negative man's energy form now is in no hurry to get anywhere. Nope. Does that mean because Larry's body is frozen that there's no need? I mean, I could was, negative negative man moves at the speed of light. Right. Couldn't he literally put the chief down and immediately just go back and disable the spaceship and get Grawlock and all right, his right, friends right. and, you know, stop them all? Well, yeah, you'd think so. I mean, I would say, well, maybe negative man has to, maybe negative man's energy form will be destroyed within 60 seconds also, now that it's free. No. But no, because he's just standing around, chatting. And they sent Negative Man for a rescue plane. So he's in no hurry to get back to Lear's no. Yeah. Uh, the last panel. What do you mean the Flash took my place while I was in the deep freeze? Says Larry. He doesn't talk like that. He talks like this. <laughs> Say, what do you mean? Nobody. I mean, nobody can replace me. Ha ha ha. I see that deep freeze didn't cool your confidence, Larry. Ugh. Die, all of you. The end. <laughs> but you'll need plenty of ice in your veins when you tangle with the next blockbusting issue of The Brave and the Bold. We, we, we will be looking at that so in a few months. We're not going to be getting... How long is it going to be before we actually see them get their own series? 
The Doom Patrol? Mm-hmm. Oh, they have it. We saw an issue of their own series. It's just that they had they were teaming up with the challenges. Oh, I now. see. Okay. Um. So yeah, we'll get back to that. Oh, good. Um. But the next issue of Brave and Bold, you'll be so excited. Why? Metamorpho and the Metal Men. Meta. Oh my God! Right. There'll be so much screaming. Yeah. We'll have to. We'll have to record it in separate rooms. Probably. Yeah. And just shout at each other. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to check us out on social media at GoGoCheckPod, and uh, we'll be back next week. I'm sorry about the delay this week. You know how technology is. Um, but we'll be back on time next week. So don't worry about that. And uh, don't forget, Scooter is coming. Yay! Bye! Bye! Bye.